in the grip of oppression I fought for my liberty I paid with the blood of my people Freedom has never been free Now my door's always open To dreamers and friends But when I'm attacked I protect and defend Because my name is America Welcome, this is Karen Schoen, and you are listening to the Prism of America's Education, brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network, with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Folks, the Alliance are doing an amazing job helping people get their kids out of those indoctrination clinics called public schools. And that's a whole issue that we'll be discussing later on uh, with our wonderful guest today, who is Alex Newman, a friend of the program, friend of mine, and a terrific person. And Alex just wrote an incredible article that I want to discuss. So we're going to go right into bringing Alex on right away. And this article discusses what is happening with the dollar and what will happen if the dollar is no longer the reserve currency. I don't think people understand because most people do not have an economics background, nor do they even have a simple math background. So it's very difficult for people to understand assets and liabilities and interest and compound interest and all of those things that go into money without realizing what money, what that little paper is supposed to represent and do. Because in reality, that paper is just a piece of paper. And the only reason why it has any value is because we, the people, give it the value. Well, what happens if that value is gone? Alex Newman just wrote an incredible article. You can find it in the Liberty Sentinel. And if you don't get Alex's emails, please sign up. Go to Liberty Sentinel and put your email in and get Alex's articles and the other articles from the other fabulous writers who write for the Liberty Sentinel. Alex, thank you so much for joining me today. It is always wonderful to have you on. I always learn so much. And that's what this is all about, sharing information to get the people informed on the many problems that we have that nobody seems to understand. And thank you for bringing the dollar, which affects everyone all over the world, doesn't it, Alex? Yeah, it does. And uh, what's happening with the dollar is one of the biggest stories right now that's not really being discussed much in the fake media, but it will affect everybody on the planet. It is um, unbelievably significant. Uh, And I say it'll affect everybody on the planet because right now the U.S. dollar is the global reserve currency. So uh, virtually every nation in the world uh, relies on dollars or has historically uh, for international trade and transactions. And um, as that system comes to an end, um, it will affect Americans more than others, but uh, it will have global implications. And uh, it's actually going to result in and it already is resulting in a geopolitical realignment that, again, is going to be incredibly significant. 
Well, we have a big problem and it's called the Federal Reserve. And I don't think people understand what the Federal Reserve is. First of all, it's not federal. And second of all, it doesn't reserve anything except it debt. And it always makes me laugh when I hear that a large portion of America's debt is owed to the Federal Reserve. Well, if they didn't print the money, we wouldn't owe it to them, would we? And this is our biggest problem that we have. And I don't even think we owe them anything, but that's my opinion. I I agree. And, uh, you know, in, in, in law, there's always been this concept of odious debt, where if debts are were incurred by an illegitimate government for illegitimate purposes, the people are not bound to repay them. And I would certainly say that every penny allegedly owed to the Federal Reserve is odious debt. This is totally illegitimate. And uh, if people understood how the Federal Reserve worked, they would understand that this is totally illegitimate. And what the Federal Reserve does to, to try to make it as simple as possible, and it really is quite simple. They just use a lot of complex terminology to conceal what they're doing. But what they are doing uh, essentially is printing dollars out of thin air. And they don't always necessarily print them. Sometimes they just add the the quote unquote money into a, uh, a digital bank account type thing. Um, and so then after they've created this new currency, they loan it out at interest. And so just say hypothetically, let's say they create $100. They loan that $100 to the US government by purchasing a US uh, treasury bond. And the US government then commits to pay back that $100 plus interest. And of course, the Federal Reserve didn't create the interest, right? They only created the $100 principle. And so now the Federal Reserve has committed to tax the American people to repay that $100 that was created out of thin air to a private cartel of banks with interest attached, the interest having never been created. So what happens when the federal government uh, taxes all that money back out of the system, takes it from us by force after we have worked for that money? And then hands it to the Federal Reserve. Well, we still owe them more money than they created. So what happens? The Federal Reserve has to go back and print more money, lend more money out into the economy at interest. Uh, It is the most monumental scam that a person could ever imagine. And of course, there's no way to ever pay off all that money because, again, they're not creating the money that's necessary to pay the interest. So you're essentially on a hamster wheel, on a, a treadmill running and faster and faster and faster and faster. Uh, and there is there is no end to this other than complete and utter destruction of the economy, complete bankruptcy of the American people and the U.S. government. Um, it is one of the most breathtaking scams that people have ever imagined. Um, it makes uh, Ponzi look like a choir boy. It is uh, it's diabolical. And, and this is the mechanism they use to basically uh, enslave our country, bankrupt our people. Uh, and it is the mechanism they're planning to use now to go in for the kill shot and take down our dollar and take down our economy. Okay, you said in your article that we make it easy for them as the debt increases and erratic foreign policy and Washington arrogance that ignores ignores this threat. Could you explain what what uh, foreign influence has to do with any of this? Because I believe that a lot of it is uh Economics 101 as per the CCP, and that's the Chinese Communist Party. So I believe that they are largely behind this with the cabal of bankers. And is that what you were referring to? Yeah, that's exactly what's happening. In fact, the CCP has been working very closely with um, the the subversive element within our government and uh, within our business community for Going out back all the way, literally, to before the communists taking power in China. I mean, it's it, it's a fact. It's very well documented, and um, it's extremely dangerous. 
But you have uh, people like um, George Marshall, who served as Secretary of State and Secretary of Defense for the U.S. government, um, openly embracing the Chinese communists, in fact, betraying our allies, Chiang Kai-shek and uh, the nationalist Chinese, and even putting an arms embargo on them so that the Chinese communists could take over China. And then uh, they, these same globalists, these same uh, treasonous forces within our country built up the threat of communist China. The Rockefellers, of course, played a huge, huge part in this. Uh, Henry Kissinger and many others um, building up the communist Chinese threat. And now they are, again, moving in for the kill. So you have communist China being groomed for global leadership, as George Soros put it in an interview with uh, the Financial Times about 10 years ago. Uh, communist China needs to own the new world order in the same way that the United States owns the current world order. And uh, that's fully what they intend to accomplish. Uh, they intend to displace the United States as the leading superpower and move toward a more multipolar world order where Beijing, the most murderous dictatorship in all of human history, will play a central role. And so as they get ready to throw the dollar overboard, uh, you'll see the communist Chinese making moves, and they're already doing this now, right? They're, they're signing deals with governments around the world to uh, do exchange and, and transactions in the yuan or, or local currencies. They just signed a big deal with the government of Brazil, the Marxist government of Brazil. Uh, they're even signing uh, deals with like traditional allies of the United States, like the French government recently did their first ever um uh, LNG, liquefied natural gas uh, transaction with the Chinese in yuan rather than in dollars. So the old system of the dollar as the, the global reserve is coming to an end. The communist Chinese are key players. And of course, the Federal Reserve and uh, the, the power forces on Wall Street are all key players as well. Well, I, some of this um, is coming from that entity that nobody really understands and everybody is concerned about, and that is the World Economic Forum, which is just a group of, of people who think that because they stole all of our money that now they get to control the world, and that's what they're looking at. Um, their lesson, according to what you said, was building an inclusive and sustainable financial system. How does that work? What are they intending to do? And what is this digital currency that they expect us to buy into? Yeah, so the digital currency is going to be uh, one of the most powerful surveillance and control tools ever devised by man. And when they talk about inclusive capitalism, inclusive economies, what they really mean is fascism. Right? Uh, under Adolf Hitler's fascist regime, which, of course, was synonymous with national socialism, right? The, the, the Hitler Party was the National Socialist German Workers Party. Um, on paper, you could still have private property. You could still own your factory. But in practice, you better be doing what the government wants or they will shut you down, steal your stuff and throw you in a camp. And so uh, that's the economic model we're, we're moving toward. Now, they're calling this inclusive. I'm not quite sure what makes it inclusive, um, unless you mean like inclusive, like you have to include the government's demands when you're making any decisions. <laughs> um, but it, it, it's a marketing slogan, of course, that was uh, almost certainly developed after lots of focus groups and probably some clever PR agencies were brought into this. Sounds non-threatening, sounds desirable. And so uh, this inclusive model, you know, the Rothschilds have been involved in this. The Vatican has been involved in this. In fact, the Rothschilds and the Vatican formed a partnership a couple of years ago called uh, the Vatican Council on Inclusive Capitalism. And they were bragging that the companies that had joined as members had tens of trillions of dollars uh, under management and millions and millions of employees. Maybe it was even more hundreds of millions of employees. So a huge coalition coming together to, to move us away from the free market system 
And, um, you know, Klaus Schwab kind of defined it when he was talking about the Great Reset. He said the the new economic system, instead of responding just to shareholders, companies are going to have to take into account uh, the stakeholders. And uh, one of the stakeholders would be the governments, <laughs> as he puts it. And, of course, he's very proud of controlling the government. So that's the direction that they're moving in. Um, and it's not freedom. It's not free market. It's not capitalism. It is actually something uh, far more diabolical. Okay, so I have a credit card and I'm not carrying any money. Uh, Let's say I'm using my credit card. So how is a digital currency going to be any different than a credit card? I get to use my credit card whenever I want. So where is there a big difference and why should I be worried about what a digital currency might do? Well, uh, one of the interesting things about a digital currency is that it will be programmable. And so everything can be tracked, can be surveilled, can be controlled. And uh, when I say programmable, um, you know, they, they've got all these nefarious goals like uh, CO2 reduction, right? And so they might say, well, hey, you have already exceeded your carbon footprint allowance for the month. You cannot put gasoline in your car. You cannot buy an airplane ticket to go see your dying grandma. Um, you're stuck. You already exceeded your, your uh, carbon allowance for the month. Uh, another thing, uh, you've already exceeded your meat allowance for the month. Another thing, well, you've been uh, asking too many questions on Facebook. So no, you cannot have uh, a firearm or bullets. Uh, so that's the kind of thing that they want to move toward. Now, you know, credit cards, I think, are a, a precursor to this. But credit cards are, of course, still optional. Right? I can still go to the bank. I can still withdraw my cash um, or I can take my check down to the check cashing store and get cash. Uh, and then I can go spend my money wherever I want, however I want. And nobody's ever going to know about it. Once you have uh, digital currency, central bank digital currencies, and once they remove cash, which is the ultimate objective, everything will come under the purview of the surveillance state, and um, it will be total control. Okay, so my theory is that everything is connected. There are plans for everything. Everything is has an agenda, and all of the agendas are built on lies. So if I take that theory and I look at the WHO, which is the World Health Organization, and then I'm hearing how we are intending to give the sovereignty of America to the United Nations Health Organization and a digital currency. So if they call a pan pandemic, then we're going to be stuck, aren't we? Uh, yeah, and and that's what they're negotiating uh, right now. As we're recording this, the world's governments are meeting in Geneva for the World Health Assembly, and they are plotting uh, a massive, massive power grab that will uh, basically empower the World Health Organization to become the global health dictatorship. Uh, and don't think this applies just to health, right? Uh, as I was at the uh, UN Climate Summit a few months ago in Egypt, uh, the head of the World Health Organization, uh, the former communist terrorist leader, Dr. Tedros Ghebreyesus, says that climate change is also a global health threat. Uh, they've said that gun violence is a health threat. They've said that racism is a health threat. So, you know, don't get the idea that this is just limited to forcing you to take vaccines and forcing you to be locked in your house if they claim there's some sort of uh, what they call fake. Um, and I'm not making that up. It's a pandemic or health emergency of international concern spelled fake P-H-E-I-C, P-H-E-I-C, fake. Uh, so if there's a fake, uh, they can basically order you to do whatever they want 
But again, this deals with every aspect of our lives. They're now increasingly moving toward mental health, right? When they call you transphobic because you don't want to chop private parts off of children, uh, phobia is an irrational fear. This is a mental health condition. They're laying the groundwork to come after Christians and Jews and anybody who resists this totalitarian agenda that they're pushing. I would imagine that, again, with this global agenda that they are pushing, as you said, that once they get a hold of the WHO, there will be no turning back. They will just call a pandemic or a plandemic at anything. Uh, it doesn't make any difference. And then one of the spokesmorons said um, they want to do a test run of the pandemic next year in the fall of 2024. Now, doesn't that coincide with what we would be considering our election. How do you think that would play out? If yeah, well, they, they saw under- how effective it was during COVID, Karen. And so, yeah. uh, you know, they, they think, you know, they, they know a lot of people woke up during COVID. Millions and millions of people would not fall for that again. But if this were not, say, a relatively harmless respiratory virus, but say it were something that would cause blood to come out of your eyes and your nose and your ears, well, you know, put a lot of scary images on TV, tell people that hospitals are overflowing, tell them they're going to die if they don't give up all their freedom. And uh, you never know, uh, uh, American lemmings might just fall for it again. Yeah, I'm, I'm still seeing people wearing masks in the street, even though we know that masks do absolutely nothing except cause harm. And yep. if we if we take what Alex just said about mental health, folks, they are trying to make as much into mental health as possible, because one of the laws in America is that, well, not a law, it's not a, it's a state law. But in most states, if you are mentally challenged and you have mental health issue, guess what you can't have? You can't have a weapon. So I think, what do you think, Alex? Does this all tie together? Oh, there's no question about it. Uh, and it's much worse than that, right? Uh, the the whole psychiatric industry has been weaponized and it is going to be used if we don't stop it to target Christians to be. And, you know, we saw this so clearly in, in dictatorships over the last century. They just say that opposition to their plan is evidence of mental problem. Uh, you know, how, how could you not want communism? You, you clearly must be crazy. Only a crazy person wouldn't want communism. And therefore, you must be crazy. So, um, you know, th- this is the direction that they're moving in. And, and there have been many whistleblowers from within the psychiatric industry who have exposed this. Uh, people like Dr. Peter Bregan uh, has said that, you know, they're weaponizing psychiatry right now to target dissidents, to target people who will not go along with this collective madness. And so we need to recognize that. Uh, this is a, a an entire control arm of the system to bring every and, and we saw it during COVID so clearly, Karen. You know, we saw, uh, for example, Dr. Merrill Nass was subjected to a forced psychiatric evaluation because she warned people about the injections and she suggested that people take take ivermectin. Uh, I think that's the type of thing we're going to see much more regularly going forward if people are not careful and if these quacks are not shut down. Okay, before we go on to another topic, let's stop here for a minute. And what can people do about this? Uh, We have a year before they do the final vote on WHO. And folks, they're trying to make this treaty into an amendment to another treaty so that our Senate does not pass 
because in order for America to follow a treaty, it has to be approved by the Senate. Also, I think they've forgotten the Constitution where, of course, they don't read it, where it says that the Constitution is the supreme treaty and nothing is more important or is higher than the Constitution. So how are they going to get around this, Alex? And what can people do? Well, one of the things that they want to do is uh, overthrow our Constitution, because as you pointed out, the Constitution still technically on paper is the, the supreme law of the land. And the Constitution gives us multiple mechanisms to throw out this power grab. Uh, one of them uh, is it's just unconstitutional. And so nobody should obey it. Right? The federal government doesn't have these powers. How is the federal government going to give away powers to the WHO that it doesn't have in the first place? Uh, if you don't know what the powers that were delegated to the federal government by we, the people and the states are, uh, just go read your Constitution. Article one, section eight contains uh, most of the list right there. And you'll notice there's no power over health care. There's no power to order you to sit home. There's no power to force you to take an injection you don't want. Um, so, so none of these powers belong to the federal government in the first place. They certainly can't hand over powers they don't have to an entity that is illegitimate itself. So that's the first thing. Secondly, we have multiple constitutional remedies for attempted power grabs like this. The, the Republican House of Representatives could very easily put a stop to this right now. When they pass the next funding bill, say not one penny in this bill may be used for the WHO for policies originating with the WHO, for any cooperation with the WHO, et cetera. And that would put an end to this threat immediately as far as Americans are concerned. Will House Republicans do that? Almost certainly not because they're led by a bunch of spineless jellyfish and rhinos and traitors. So, um, you know, I don't think we can count on the House Republicans to save us from this, even though they easily could do it. They have the power. They control the House, which controls the power of the purse. This would be a very simple problem. Uh, another option that we have is the state and the local level. At the state level, it'd be a very simple matter. And I actually had some buy-in, uh, I had public buy-in from several Florida legislators on this issue. Unfortunately, they never followed through with what they said they were going to do. Uh, but uh, just introduce a bill and pass it, sign it into law that says no policy originating with the WHO may be enforced or implemented in this state by any employee or agent or subcontractor or contractor of this state or of any subdivision thereof. No resource, no money, no car, no vehicle, no building of this state or um, any subdivision thereof may be used for this. And that would basically <clears throat> neutralize and nullify the World Health Organization's power grab at our state borders. Um, I actually interviewed uh, Representative Josiah Magnuson of South Carolina on this issue, and he, uh, he's got a bill on this in South Carolina that would nullify the WHO. So all of our states can and should uh, basically just nullify this evil power grab, and it's a very simple thing to do. So that's another option. Finally, uh, at the local level, you should be working with your sheriff. Uh, there is absolutely no authority uh, for a sheriff to participate in any of this kind of stuff. In fact, that every sheriff in this country takes an oath to the Constitution of their state and the United States. And so um, all they have to do is say, hey, my oath to the Constitution supersedes your WHO policies. And uh, those are not going to be implemented here. And in fact, if somebody comes in here and tries to forcibly inject my constituents with uh, a bioweapon or anything else that they don't want, they're going to be treated just like any other criminal. And they're going to be hauled off to jail and they're going to be prosecuted. Uh, so we need to get serious about this. All this stuff is unconstitutional. It must not be tolerated. There's no reason why we should be tolerating it. And we've got multiple remedies at the local, state and federal level to make this stop. And again, folks, it is up to us. So if you think America is worth saving, 
then this is what we have to do. And working with your congressperson, your county commissioner, your mayor is something that we're going to have to do because nobody else is going to do it for us. There isn't going to be um, anybody on a white horse coming in to save you. It has to be done ourselves. We have to do it. And the way to do it is to make sure that you are totally informed and share that information with your legislators and vet your legislators. We have been negligent in doing that. We pick a pretty face because it sounds pretty, or we pick somebody who can talk slick because they sound good, and we forget to look at their actions, and we forget to ask them the right questions. So those are things that we must do if we're going to save this republic. Alex, we're going to go to a break. So can you tell everyone where they can find you, and then we'll be back? Uh, my personal website is libertysentinel.org. I'm senior editor at The New American Magazine at thenewamerican.com. I've got a, a daily TV show on Lindell TV called uh, The Sentinel Report. I've got a weekly TV show on American Media Periscope uh, called Liberty Hour. And uh, I'm on all the uh, social media companies. You can find me on Twitter, Fascist Book, Gab, Getter, Truth Social, etc. So you have no excuse to not find Alex and to read his important articles, because not only will they give you an education of what was, he also gives you an education of what can be done, as you just heard. Folks, you have been listening to Karen Schoen. This is the prism of America's education, and we are brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. And we're going to be talking about project that the Citizens Alliance has entered into that Alex has been doing for many, 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 many years. And I'm going to talk about that one. And that is homeschooling. Nothing is more important than getting your child out of the public indoctrination clinic called public school. They can't read, they can't write, they can't do math. And actually, I've been thinking maybe we should sue the departments of education for not fulfilling their contractual obligation to educate our children, not indoctrinate them. They're taking our taxes. We are paying for the indoctrination of America's children, and that is a travesty. So make sure that your child has the opportunity. The most important thing that you can do for a child is to teach them to read, write, and do simple math. It is of utmost importance. Otherwise, folks, we will have a bunch of people that know absolutely nothing, like our current administration, and will follow around like uh, they were little uh, animals with a ring in their nose being led to the slaughter. And we can stop it. It's up to us. Don't go away, folks. We'll be right back. World-class care from doctors you can trust, all from the comfort of your home. That is One Wellness. Dr. Peter McCullough and his team at The Wellness Company launched the One Wellness membership to provide free monthly supplements and unlimited telemedicine access with doctors that share your values. Be a part of a revolutionary new healthcare system that puts your health and well-being above the interests of Big Pharma's bottom line. It's the way healthcare should be. Go to OutLoudCare.com today and use code OUTLOUD for 25% off your first month of One Wellness. Here on America Out Loud, we emphasize optimal health, and air is the most essential element for life. The average person inhales over 35 pounds of air every day. 
yet we seldom think about how to rid the air of pathogens swiftly and safely when we need to. The Genesis Fogger Plus HOCL is the only way to quickly and naturally restore air to its optimal condition. Visit genesisfogger.com forward slash out loud for a free ebook on everything you need to know about HOCL and receive a 15% discount on the Genesis Fogger with promo code OUTLOUD. With Genesis, you'll be ready for what's next. Whether you're an independent, a Democrat, or a Republican, one thing remains true. Airborne viruses love us equally. You've all heard Malcolm and the great Dr. Peter McCullough talk about the advanced nasal solution Cofix RX. Cofix is made in the USA and recommended by thousands of doctors and pharmacists nationwide. Did you know that doctors and nurses have been swabbing their noses with povidone iodine to protect from airborne threats like colds, flus, and pandemic-era strains for decades? Cofix RX took that idea and made a more complete nasal formula with lasting cleansing effects. Maybe you're traveling soon or going to an event. Are you concerned somebody nearby might be sick? Maybe the office or classroom stresses you out. Get yourself a bottle of Cofix RX nasal solution. Spray goodbye to colds and flus with a Cofix RX nasal solution cleanse. That's C-O-F-I-X-R-X.com. Save 20% by using promo code OUTLOUD at CofixRx.com. Oral hygiene hasn't changed in 50 years. Brush, floss, repeat. We're told to use fluoride, which doesn't really address the acid-creating bacteria. That is where the dentist-recommended Spry Dental Defense System shines. Spry products contain xylitol, a natural sugar, which helps get rid of those nasty, smelly, acid-creating bacteria in our mouth. The best way to care for your teeth and gums is by using Spry. The Spry Dental Defense System has a wide variety of products. Toothpaste, mouthwash, mints, and chewing gums that are designed to work together to keep your teeth clean and mouth healthy and smelling sweet all day long. To get your oral care back on track in an easy, effective, and very tasty way, switch to Spry today. Ask your dentist about Xylitol and the Spry products. Spry can be found online and at all fine natural product retailers. Hello, I'm Ben Marble, MD, and I founded MyFreeDoctor.com as a donation-supported, faith-based nonprofit with a mission to save lives by delivering free doctor visits to patients in all 50 states of America. MyFreeDoctor.com treats a broad range of health concerns like COVID-19, long COVID, sinus infections, urinary tract infections, rashes, medication refills, and more. So please visit MyFreeDoctor.com where we're healing America one person at a time. America Out Loud beats to the pulse of our nation. We know when you're angry, you're troubled, confused, glad, and thankful. Well, we know you because we are you. AmericaOutloud.com. Join us as we explore the most important issues of our time. America Out Loud Talk Radio. Liberty and justice for all. Welcome back, everyone. This is Karen Schoen. You're listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud Talk Radio Network. 
with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance, and that is goflca.org. Please go there, sign up, and get the Alliance newsletter and find out what you can do. Don't worry if you're not in the state of Florida. Take our information, copy it, and use it in your state. It is important that we share information. That's how we learn, and that's how we also understand how many people are really on our side. Uh, They don't want to see America's children mutilated. They don't want to see the dollar crash. They don't want to see the fact that they will own nothing and be happy. Uh, This is not America. This is not what we have been taught or should be taught or not being taught in our public schools, which leads me to the next item that I want to discuss, and that is homeschooling. But before we go into that, something I just happened to catch my eye just as I was getting on the show. Um, And this was an article in the National Pulse. And this is exactly what I have been talking about by vetting your candidates. Apparently, in the state of Louisiana, there was a bill that would stop any procedures to alter the sex of a minor child, especially without parental consent. And State Senator Fred Mills, a Republican, killed that bill. And if you look at his background, he's a cross-dresser. So how on earth would people elect a cross-dresser to a Senate where they're going to be talking about mutilation of kids. That's what I'm talking about when I'm saying vet your candidates, look at their background, see what they have done. It's not their talk that's important, it's their actions. And right now, the actions that we have, the assault on our public schools is nothing less than catastrophic. Alex, in Florida, we were touted as being, we're number one, we got the best scores. This is phenomenal. Florida did so much better. Well, when we look at the scores, we see that the top score is 500 and Florida scored 241 overall. That's less than half. How does that get an A? Alex, what's going on? All right. (laughs) When I went to school, that less than half would be a big fat F. (laughs) You bet. I know. I'm I'm thinking I could have never graded a child getting a mark on a test that was 50% or less and then say the paper was an A. Yeah. Well, I've got the latest uh, scores here for uh, the National Assessment of Educational Progress. I've got Florida's scores. Um, Eighth grade math, 23% are proficient. Oh, my God. In other words, three out of four are not proficient. And by proficient, by the way, they don't mean like they're really good at it. (laughs) I mean, they're (laughs) barely eking by. Uh, Eighth grade reading, 29% proficiency. Oh, my God. Math, ninth grade, 19% proficiency. So, um, you know, we, we... despite being Florida and despite being celebrated by, um, you know, controlled opposition conservatives, uh, the so-called public education system here in Florida is an absolute disaster, almost as atrocious as any government indoctrination center you'd find in Illinois or New York or California, just with uh, slight variations. So this is a train wreck. And anybody who tells you that Florida public schools are different than other public schools is either ignorant or not being honest. Well, Florida just passed a bill, and this allowed the uh, 
families of homeschoolers to get a grant. The problem was when you read a little bit further, you, the parents have to take, uh, the child has to take a test at the end of the year. And out of the 20 tests that are given, 17 of them are Common Core compliant. Common Core, folks, is a communist program that was designed specifically to keep our kids approximately two years below grade level, and it has succeeded. There were only three tests there that had nothing to do with Common Core, and you can bet that they certainly are not proficient in anything uh, to go along with that. So what do you think about everybody says how wonderful it is that we have parental choice, but is it really a choice when? you have to take a test at the end of the year that is going to show that your kid is two years below everyone else? How does yeah. that work? You know, I, I've been so concerned about um, this this whole so-called choice. And and what I, I think is going on here, Karen, is they're, they're using tax money to bring the people who truly were exercising choice back under the control of the government. Um, and UNESCO did an interesting report on this, their global education monitoring report from a couple of years ago, where they said, uh, you know, how should governments be dealing with uh, what they describe as non-state actors involved in providing education? And so, you know, primarily they're referring to private schools, Christian schools, Jewish schools, things like this. But they're also thinking about homeschoolers. And uh, the UNESCO report is very, very clear. It's remarkably transparent language. They say, well, we just need to start having governments give tax money to private schools, start giving tax money to uh, homeschoolers, and then we can impose equity goals. Then we can impose mandatory testing. Then we can impose mandatory standards. Then we can impose new values. And so what they're doing under the guise of choice is eliminating all choice. And, uh, you know, I, I actually taught on this over the weekend at the uh, Florida Parent Educators Homeschool uh, the Association Homeschool Convention, a huge event in Orlando. And um, I gave four talks. Two of them were warning people about what was coming down the pike. And because I, I've been to the future, I've seen how this works. I know what they're planning to do and I know what's coming. Um, in Sweden, in the 1990s, Sweden was the first um, kind of country to do this school choice thing. And they used the same language they're using here in America. Um, it's going to give parents choice. You're going to have like a backpack with money and the money will follow the child. And it all sounded so wonderful. And then um, it was like, the, you know, they were just putting the cheese in the mousetrap. Right. And so all the private schools went and got some of the cheese and then the trap closed. And I was there when the trap closed. It was horrific. Uh, they passed another law and they said that all the private schools taking government money hereby are ordered to teach the government curriculum. Uh, Bibles are banned. Prayer is banned. Um, homeschooling is banned. And uh, they actually started chasing down homeschool families, uh, kidnapping children. Uh, they, they were terrorizing this wonderful uh, Jewish family. I interviewed them several times for some articles I did. Uh, the the um, oh, I forget their last name now, but a wonderful family. They, they wanted a Jewish education for their children. The government said they couldn't have that. And so under the guise of choice, they actually eliminated all choice. And uh, I suspect they're, they're setting us up for the same thing here in the United States. And, you know, I thought they'd wait a little while to, to start doing it. But in Utah, they, they just passed this uh, universal school choice bill. And uh, they didn't even wait for the ink to dry on the governor's signature before they started saying, hey, homeschoolers are publicly funded now. Well, what if they teach their kids to be Nazis? What if they teach their kids that the Bible is true? We need regulation of homeschooling. 
So that's the direction this is moving in. And, um, you know, we need to defend educational liberty like everything is on the line because it is. I was on the committee that was reviewing some of the textbooks for civics. And folks, you don't have to review the textbooks. All you have to do is look at the publishers and look at who their authors are. And you will find that the publishers that are used in the Florida schools are international publishers. They have in one of the history books a Canadian woman describing the how the American democracy works in government. They only talk about America being a democracy, never a republic. I don't even think they know what the word republic stands for, especially a representative republic. But then go and look at the authors. And the authors will have written articles uh, complementing SEL or CRT. And these authors, these are the textbooks that the Florida Department of Education has chosen. Where are the American authors? Where are the Florida authors? They are not to be found. And that's why Part of the problem or the major part of the problem right now is that this generation of kids will leave school. They will have absolutely no American education, no knowledge of America, and absolutely no knowledge of the economy and how that works. Now, how on earth can you buy a house if you don't have any idea of finances? Well, you can't. Therefore, you will own nothing and be happy. And all of this, to me, blends together, wouldn't you think, Alex? There's no question about it. Uh, they, they want a dumbed-down, ignorant population that's easy to control. And uh, they're using the public school system to bring that about. And they are now uh, on the mop-up operation where they want to make sure there are no escape routes. right? And so you have people like uh, Elizabeth Bartholet, uh, child, uh, child Advocacy Project at the Harvard Law School, laying the groundwork now for, for a presumptive ban on home education, as she calls it. Uh, you've got her, her crazy sidekick, James Dwyer at William & Mary University, uh, or William & Mary College, saying that uh, the reason that uh, parents have any uh, involvement in the lives of their children is because the state uh, grants them that authority through paternity and maternity laws. He says public or uh, parental rights are, are a myth and that we need to get rid of that idea. Um, so they're laying the groundwork now to collectivize our children, very much like the Nazis did, very much like the communists did. And uh, we know where this leads. Um, and, and I think, you know, we're seeing the fruit of that already, right? Several generations of this uh, were now in a, a giant mess in terms of, you know, can we even go back? I don't know. Uh, we, we've got three generations now that don't know their constitution, don't know the Declaration of Independence, don't know the country's history. Most of them can't even read properly. Um, we're in big trouble. Yeah, I'm afraid you're absolutely right. And then we find out to add insult to injury after they have completed all of this devastation and have trained the people that they will own nothing and be happy that now they're going to start closing the suburbs and forcing people into these huge urban areas of which our wonderful governor, who everybody thinks is so terrific and phenomenal and should become president, signed the bill, which was H.R. 627, which starts out, I'm not going to read the whole bill because the beginning tells you 
absolutely everything when it says is requiring the removal of local governments to have any decision making in low income housing. And there we have our 15 minute cities. I was just talking to someone in uh, South Florida, and she said that the areas that were torn apart by the hurricane are not being rebuilt with single family homes. They're being rebuilt with high rises. What a surprise. And I said, and who do you think is going in those high rises? And of course, the answer was the illegals crossing the border. This is how they're going to house them. And all of this leads into their concept, the new one on the war on private property rights with 15-minute cities. What's a 15-minute city, Alex? Well, it's uh, basically an open-air prison. <laughs> where, uh, <laughs> supposedly, you'll have everything that you need within a 15-minute radius of where you live. So you'll have your uh, your doctor, your um, your grocery store, your pharmacy, uh, all the things that uh, your overlords imagine you might need will be within walking distance. And so you'll have no need for a pesky car. You'll have no need for uh, air travel. If you want to leave your 15-minute pen, uh, you have to get special permission from your overlords. Uh, and as you pointed out, Karen, this stuff is already popping up in Florida, too. This is not just something that's happening to the Europeans. Uh, this is happening here in our state, uh, the supposedly free state of Florida is now moving very rapidly on this as well. So uh, this is just um, unbelievably dangerous. It's uh, it's it's an attack on even our most basic rights, right? Our right to travel, our right to go see family. And uh, it is coming very, very rapidly down the pike. And they don't care what industry they destroy as long as you are corralled into your little pen uh, in your 15-minute city. Um, and to show you how stupid they are, uh, and also I want to compliment everyone, keep those boycotts going because the more they tell you boycotts don't work, the more you know they do work. So let's keep those boycotts going. I think uh, Budweiser is finally beginning to feel the pain, and so is Target. And this is our way of pushing back. Remember, we have two jobs. We vote with our fingers on in November, but we can vote with our wallets throughout the entire year. And to just show you the brilliance of the uh, education system, take a look at North Face. North Face is another idiot corporation that decided that they should do the woke agenda. And thus they did. Well, North Face is also uh, lobbying against oil. And they hate oil. Oil is the problem. It's a pollutant and it's going to destroy the planet. And yet when you look at their clothing and you want to see how they're made, they're made with polyester. How are they going to make their clothing if there's no oil? Do you understand how all of this poor education bleeds into everything that we do? Because it certainly does. And my fear is as we are bringing these illegals, as this Biden administration is bringing the illegals in, remember, these people were never vaccinated. So the chance of them dropping dead while they're driving a car, unlike Americans who were forced to be vaccinated, 
is, I believe, why they're bringing these people in. They know what they did to Americans. They know what they did to that vaccine. And therefore, I think they need a new crop of people to fill our military, to fill our police, to fill all of the positions that require weapons. Do you think these people would have anything, any problem turning a weapon on the American people, Alex? No They're not person. Americans. That's right. And uh, and, and that, this is very strategic, right? This, this is happening on purpose. Uh, I, I've been told by uh, very intelligent sources that multiple battalions of communist Chinese special operators have come across the border. Um, th- this is part of the controlled demolition of our country. We're watching it before our eyes. Uh, it's the dumbing down of our children, the opening wide of our borders, the uh, the destruction of the dollar, as we started off the program today, talking about the destruction of our economy, the destruction of our infrastructure, the shipping of our manufacturing over to communist China under the guise of saving us from global warming. I mean, all of these different hoaxes are all combining into one uh, poly crisis of doom that uh, if these globalists get their way, we'll end up taking down the United States of America and paving the way for this crazy new world order that they keep talking about. Well, I have faith in the American people. And I think that if there's enough pain being caused to Americans that they will act. And I am praying that people share this information that Alex has in his publications. We have to share it. We have to go out of our comfort zone. I don't know how many talks I have given, Alex has given, but we wind up too often talking to the same people who say, oh, this was a wonderful talk, Karen. Thank you so much for sharing all of that information uh, with me. I really appreciate it. And then I say to them, and what are you going to do about it? And I get a blank stare. Does that happen to you, Alex? Are people waking up? You've been talking a lot more than I have, and you've been around the country. Do you feel that uh, people are waking up and beginning to understand what's going on, or are we still sleeping? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people are waking up. Uh, Unfortunately, we have a lot of uh, fake leaders in the conservative movement, right? We have a lot of controlled opposition uh, in the Republican Party and the conservative movement. Um, and so a lot of people who are waking up are being misled into false solutions. Like they're, they're being told that, uh, hey, if, if we just uh, change the Constitution, then we'll fix these problems. No, no, no. <laughs> that's not how we're going to fix these problems. Right? That, that's actually going to be the ultimate victory for the globalists if they can finally uh, take out our Constitution. So, um, you know, yes, people are waking up. They're coming to understand the problems. Now uh, it's going to be a challenge to make sure they don't get diverted off into um counterproductive or unproductive um, rabbit trails, I guess, and, and keep them focused on actually the important stuff of saving our country. And it is of utmost importance that you go go online, pull down a copy of the Constitution, print it so that you know what it says, because when things are on digital, they can be altered too often. I can't tell you how many times I went to look for a website 
from Agenda 21 only to discover that it didn't exist anymore. So we have a real serious issue with the people that control our communication. And what we have to do is make sure that we have the hard copies. Make sure you have a hard copy of the Declaration of Independence. Read it often. You can take out King George. You can put in O. Biden and it will fit. Nothing has changed. We are always going to be facing the same problems throughout history. It doesn't make any difference. We always have the fight of good against evil. And that's not going to go away anytime soon. And it's not going to be wished away because we want it to. We have to act. And by acting, I don't mean going out and taking a gun and going and shooting somebody. What I mean is use your mouth. Use your pen and make sure that you are in contact with the people in your local community. Uh, I would think that the local community would be the best place to start. Make sure that others are knowledgeable of what's going on. What do you think, Alex? Should they start local? Should we start local? Support your local stores and businesses and stay away from these big box stores that have nothing other than an extreme takeover of America on their menu. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, it's absolutely essential that people start networking in their local community, start supporting your local farmers, start supporting your local mom and pop businesses. Uh, these big woke mega corporations are fully on board with the agenda to destroy our country, to destroy your family, to destroy your faith, to destroy your liberty. And uh, and I mean, all of them. Right. It's not just Target. It's not just, um, you know, the, the latest companies to be exposed. Bud Light. It's all of these big woke corporations that are involved in the World Economic Forum that are uh, involved in the Council on Foreign Relations that are involved in all these subversive organizations. I, even Chick-fil-A, I saw today, has just hired a, a new vice president of diversity, inclusion and equity. I call it die. Right? Oh. Uh, just what Chick-fil-A needed was was some die. Yeah, um, truly insane. So, folks, uh, find local businesses run by your neighbors um, and support them. And uh, and also at the at, in terms of politics, you know, get involved at the local level. Work with your city council, your county commission, your sheriff, your state representatives, your state senators. Uh, we can do a lot at the state and local level, even if Congress is too far gone. Yes, you mentioned state sheriffs, uh, county sheriffs. County sheriffs are probably the most important office that you can have in your county, and yet most people don't pay attention to who is going to be their sheriff. Folks, you've got to vet your candidates. It, it is so important that you take a look at the actions that they have done. Don't just listen to their words. Listen and look and see what their actions have been prior to becoming elected into office. Um, it is your county sheriff is your first line of defense. And if you don't have a constitutional sheriff, and by that I mean one that actually knows what the Constitution says, then we are going to be in a world of hurt. So as we are coming up to another election, many sheriffs are going to be elected. Who is that sheriff? Why are you giving that person so much power over you and you don't know who they are? That's a bad scene. Alex, unfortunately, or we are at the close of the show, and I'd love to have you come back again because your insight is wonderful. So please tell everyone where they can find you and your work. Well, thank you so much, Karen. Uh, always an honor to be on here with you. Uh, my personal website is libertysentinel.org. People can sign up for my free newsletter. Just go there, put in your email address. We won't sell it or spam you. You just get the 
most important news of the week. Also, I'm a senior editor at the New American Magazine. If you're not a subscriber to the print magazine yet, you can go to thenewamerican.com. You can even use the promo code Newman and get a big discount on the annual subscription. Um, also, uh, on Twitter, Facebook, all those other things, and then publicschoolexit.com for the folks who want to help uh, rescuing children from government indoctrination centers. I'm the executive director there. It's just a volunteer position. But, um, you know, we'd love to hear from you. And, again, libertysentinel.org, thenewamerican.com, and publicschoolexit.com. Well, I want to thank you, Alex, for all the hard work that you have done and sharing the information that you learned with everyone because that's what America is about individuals doing phenomenal things and getting other individuals to do the same. And that's what we are about. And we have forgotten that. We have given our uh, everything over to those people that we have elected, thinking that they're going to do the right thing. And the only thing right that they're going to do is pay attention to what their donors say. And that's the sad reality of America today. So if we want to get out of it, We have to work hard to do that. And don't be frustrated. It's not going to happen overnight. It took them over 100 years to get us to this position. And we've got a long road ahead of us, but we have a great start because we have wonderful people like Alex. Thank you so much. Uh, Folks, you have been listening to the Prism of America's Education brought to you on the America Out Loud talk radio network with my wonderful sponsor, the Florida Citizens Alliance. Go FLCA.org and sign up, get the newsletter, get Alex's newsletter, and it doesn't matter what state you are in, because right now we are in the state of saving America. Is America worth saving? What are you going to do about it? Well, you have a week to think about it, folks, and I will see you again next week. Thank you all for listening.